to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Shayna and Diego. Our guest today is Agnes, who is a Swede. We're changing it up a bit, but that's because it is a special holiday edition, because we have Easter coming up. So we thought that we would have a, a Swede and grill her about these extremely unusual Easter traditions. Do we want like the, the real ones or like the fact that we eat the same food for Easter, for Christmas and for Midsummers? I mean, but well, I would say we eat more eggs at Easter. You know, like we eat eggs, we paint eggs, we blow out uh, eggs, hang them in our on our balconies, in our flowers. I forgot about that. Yeah, we never do that. So you like make a little hole in the bottom and drain everything and then paint those to hang up. Because uh, unless I'm mistaken, the tradition here in Sweden is not quite the same as in the U.S. where we hard boil the eggs and paint them. And then we'll eat them later. I would say like, especially nowadays, and if you have kids, you will not get a, like a three-year-old. He will crush or he or she will crush the eggs. It's just better to just give them a really hard-boiled egg. Yeah. Um, well, what I wanted to ask about, since it's one of the first things you start to see this season, is the branches that you see for sale everywhere. So it sticks with colored feathers attached, and they want me to pay like, I don't know, 30 crowns for a stick. Don't buy it. Just go, <laughs> go out and pick it up. Okay, wait, can I Can I just say before, I think we should do like a balderdash version. Before Agnes gives us the real Swedish version, we should come up with the version we think of why they do it this way. And then she can validate if we're right or wrong. Sounds good. So my, the, the, the feathers and the sticks is that the Easter bunny or the colorful bird got stuck in the tree at some point in some folklore, and this is reenacting. There's a bear stuck on the tree. I never, never heard the bird. I have to admit, I didn't know the feather thing was a, a thing until last year, so I have no idea. I mean, in my understanding, there's, I mean, it's mostly like you visit your family. It's just like little Christmas like in Spain or in other countries, you go somewhere, you know, or it's like a spring bake almost kind of thing. You go to the beach, you go somewhere. Here it's more like have a couple of days, let's go to whatever, Urebro or whatever my uncle is, and we have a dinner there. It's like maybe less people. That's the only thing. And no, no, I don't know about the eggs. I never done that. That's my take on this. All right. I'll weigh in on the branches, and I thought I heard that it's, so it's religious, and you're supposed to whip yourself with the, the branches or something. So first <laughs> of all, like uh, the sticks uh, for whipping, that is what you do in the sauna. And you need to have them from um, like a special treat because you whip them because it will just like bring out the oils and will just like help you relax more in the sauna. And of course, mm. you always whip your friend. So it's like more fun. <laughs> but that has nothing, nothing to do with Easter. So actually, uh, the sticks and the eggs and the feathers, it's, it's of course, but it is religious. That's usually like how our tradition starts. It was a way to celebrate that when like Jesus walked in to, to be crucified, they put like palm leaves on the ground. So that in some way here in Sweden, we'd be like, hmm, we don't have any palm trees. What can we do? So we can gather all the sticks, we can put colorful things in them, and that's how it started. But I mean, if you would ask any random person on the street, they will not know this. So they will just say like, well, my family did that, and we've always done that, and it just makes the house look so pretty. So, yeah. Can I comment that you just breeze over the fact that you said like, oh, 
you can hit <laughs> with the sticks to your friend in the sauna. That's not, okay, so, uh, I never done that. <laughs> okay, so I really, uh, I would encourage you, it would be a fantastic episode as well. Like if you would go somewhere and like be in the sauna and record. Be your friend. Like, no, like when you're like, really experience like a real sauna tradition because a real sauna tradition you sit in there you have water that you throw out on the walls and on the roof because you know like it gets um a lot of like um nice smell in the air from from the tree uh, that it's sort of like alive and the water and then you just like have the the whipping of yourself and then just you walk outside to a grass you lay naked on the grass and sort of like look up in the sky oh, there's so many great traditions here. We could, you know, like traditions are fabulous. I've missed out on that one. I've gone the uh, the boring route and just done the saunas at spas, you know, but I've never had the whole like nature thing. I thought it involved that you had to run and, and dip yourself in really cold water. So that's why I haven't tried that. Yeah. You can as well. So wait, which is worse, whipping someone or running into cold water? It really depends if it's your whipped. friend or your enemy. In America, you the Easter Bunny comes and brings you, you know, a basket full of chocolate the next day or something. Sometimes we have an egg hunt with plastic eggs or the hard-boiled eggs. But over here, it's a big paper egg full of candy. And what we do is that there's clues left all over the house on pieces of paper. And the kids have to follow the clues, and they all rhyme to find their egg full of candy. Is that something you're familiar with, or is this like a my house kind of thing? Or? We do it. It depends on it. For, for my young son, he's three. He cannot do that. He will, he will just try to hide it somewhere and he will see it and he thinks that he finds it. But for my daughter and her friends, that's usually what we do as well. Um, and you're like, you find the big, a big cross and you go there. And if you're lucky, it's the egg. Or maybe it could be a clue for something else and they would follow along. But of course, yes, the paper egg filled with candy and stuff. So what kind of candy is it typically filled with? It really depends. I know there's some like Easter candy and they just like this kind of like jelly, uh, jelly eggs and like weird chocolate things and stuff. So I would say uh, if you would go and buy a filled egg from the beginning, you will have those weird kind of Easter candy. But we usually put in what a nice chocolates wrapped in like eggs, uh, like a foil in the shape of an egg, just to keep it a little bit Eastery. So no Easter bunny, no magical creature or object, but... Hoskstering. Yeah. <laughs> so Easter witches. Yes. I do not get this. Please explain it. Like, how is it that you don't do this on Halloween, but you do this on Easter? You know, like, I actually uh, looked up, like, how did it start? And it started back, like, in the 17th century. It actually started as, like, sort of the same way as Santa Claus started. You know, like, you had someone, like, you had a, it's called Yulklap, and it would be like a, a knock, in a way, a Christmas knock. So you would like knock on the door and when they open, you have to throw in like an Easter letter and then you fill it with some candy and then you run away. So we would like be for the Easter witches. But now it really turned out to be more of like kids dressing up really cute and just going around asking for, for candy. And, you know, like you're always supposed to also draw a card. You're supposed to give cards away. So like you you still have the letter with you. But you know, like I have kids coming over to my apartment and they are not bringing it like a card. They just ask for candy. And I was like, no, tradition says 
you have to give me a card. That's right. So I don't give them candy. I'm not evil. I just want them to understand how it's supposed to be done. Well, you know, there's some tricky ones. And I think I've said this before on the podcast, but one of my first Easter's here, the doorbell rang and I opened the door and the little kid had an Easter card that he drew and he's holding it. And so I got some candy and then I came back to give him the candy like trick-or-treating. And then he took it and he ran away with his card. So he had only done one card and he would act like he's going to give it to people but then he'd just keep the same card and run away after he got his candy so Diego can we hear a little bit about traditions in Mexico for Easter is there any radishes no Easter tradition no no radishes no radishes but Easter in Mexico is holy week it's not Easter it's more about the death not about the eggs and stuff so you i don't think there's any like this is only religious stuff there's nothing really fun like you go and pray like you have this in italy that you go and i don't know if you've been to italy in, in holy week in easter that you go and you pray on different stations no oh yeah seen or maybe you've seen the uh, video someone just like you pray the it's stations like a or the cross exactly um, but i don't think there's anything like we don't there's no candies maybe you can buy candies but it would, i wouldn't call it a tradition it's just like there so you can buy uh, rabbits made of chocolate or eggs made of chocolate but i don't think there's anything else and then you just you go to the beach you go you use the break to take days off and i keep repeating this but the fact that we have only six days of vacation in mexico per year then you have to use every break as much as you can so which days do you do people generally get off I think it's Thursday and Friday. I don't think you get Monday off. Okay, because I had never heard of Easter Monday until I moved to Sweden. And I, I'm not going to say no to an extra day off. It's great. But also what's surprising to me is that you have sport loaf, sport break, and then you also have Easter break for a week plus all of the uh, the extra holiday. So like what, are, what kind of Easter food do you have? Like if, So for Diego, you have like a... No, uh, we don't have any Easter food. No. It's Holy Week. You don't eat on, on Friday oh, yeah. because that is the day exactly. when you, he died. You only yeah. eat fish, I think, on Friday or something. I have a, I have a it's, this is a Mexican tradition that the, the priest, and this is on Thursday during the celebration, the priest picks 12 people from the audience and washes their feet. Do you do that in Sweden as well? No, no, but we don't do that anymore. But it's like, it's the day that you get clean. On Thursday, what does the name translate directly to in Swedish? So like, a, and it's not from pink. It's not pink Thursday, it's So it's like, it's about like fire. Oh, okay. I thought it was cutting. So fire. Why fire? I don't know. Because the witches like to dance around. <laughs> That's why usually you had like Easter fires uh, back in the days. Because and people are like, oh, people want to celebrate spring, but it was not. It was actually to scare away the witches that might come back from Lokula. And we like fires. I mean, all everything we had here in Sweden was um, um, a lot of forest. Why not burn it? <laughs> Why not put the sticks on your table? Why not put some more like? Why not let's use people it? with them? Exactly. By the way, Blokula is that is that an island? Uh, no, Blokula is like a, you would call it like a mountain in a way. And like on top of the mountain, there would be like this big fire and all the, the witches would be dancing around. Oh, but it's not a physical, there, there's no like a place. in no. Okay, because no. where I there's live, where I live is called Blokula, but it's just a slang. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because a lot of witches live there. 
All right. Well, Shana, I'm going to guess that Canadian Easter is very similar to American Easter. How did you celebrate when you were young? It was always about hiding eggs or finding eggs. And those it was always the shiny ones in the tinfoil that uh, would be all over the house and through the yard. And then you would forget one or not find one and find it like a year later. It was still good to eat unless it was sitting outside in the sun and then it was melted. But I, oh, and then we had the big Easter bunny. I don't know if you guys have that here, the hollow one. You can find them here. I don't know if it's a thing. Yeah, it's chocolate, but it's huge and it's hollow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you, you can fill it up with things. No, I think it was no. like last year I had like this for, for I, I got like um something from Bailey's and, it, and I just like had a hollow um, Easter bunny and I could just fill it up with Bailey's and then just drink it. It was fabulous. <laughs> that is our tip for the podcast. I love that. You take your hollow chocolate bunny, you buy it off the ears, fill it up with some Bailey's, drink it that way. I like this. All like right. food. What kind of food do you, well, like for, for Easter, is there anything you eat in particular in the States or Canada or Mexico? Well, you don't eat, so. So I, I don't quite remember. I just remember the eggs and the candy. That's all a kid cares about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, eat eggs. You eat some lamb. You drink some wine. Have a lot of eggs. Lots of chocolate. Maybe right? some salmon. Well, chocolates, yes. With my Swedish family, yeah, we usually have lamb. I think that's pretty appropriate. Other than that, I do feel like it's similar to the Christmas food, all the, the things that are around it. Uh, when it comes to tradition for us, I mean, I think that mm-hmm. like, you know, like that Thursday, that is when all the, the witches walk around and get their, uh, get their candy. And mm-hmm. also like the day where the witches go to Blåkula to dance for Satan. Um, and then when they come back on, on the Saturday, that is when you light, uh, you used to light up the fires, make sure that they wouldn't come to your house. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that was them. But that does remind me that the Easter dinners here are much like Christmas. It's on Easter Eve. So you usually do your big dinner in Sweden on a Saturday, whereas uh, in the U.S. we usually do it on Easter Sunday. That is usually also a case that you're supposed to have it on Easter Sunday if you're looking at, like uh, again, the, the religious tradition. Because that is like the day when you start celebrating because you would see that Jesus was alive in a way. So like you would just eat something on Saturday and then you'll have like the feast on, on Sunday. But we don't like that. We want just want to eat our food here in Sweden. We can only <laughs> have one day of suffering. But in, you know, in, um, in Norway, they have a tradition of um, like, so during um, Easter, there's always like you, you read a lot of like crime novels or like crime, like that is like a, a really big thing. It's called like Poskekrim, so like Easter crimes. You read a, read a lot of books and like, um, you know, like it's the one that sells the best during this time. And usually there are like live uh, listenings and stuff. It's just, it's a really fun tradition. And then here you have like a lot of art, like a lot of art um, exhibitions are actually taking place during Easter because people have more days off. So they have like a, like for in Gästrikland, for example, where Sheena has her house and where my parents live, they have like... Um, like an Easter art course and you will have like a pamphlet with all these different places where you can go to, uh, for art. So every like gallery, every art artist open up their, their studio and you're like welcome to look at their art. It's a, that is a very good uh, tradition, I would say. Well, we've only got like four minutes, so we should probably wrap it up. Uh, is there anything else 
that we should know about Swedish Easter? I really don't think so. I mean, don't forget your eggnog. For Easter? Yeah, why not? Ah, we usually have it at Christmas, but it does make more sense for Easter. Yeah, so I would say that, like, I, I don't think that this would be a tradition, but that is something, like, uh, more and more people are, they're having it more for, for Easter than for Christmas. And you don't have a warm one, you have a cold one. It's brilliant. It's so good. I think I like the Bailey's chocolate rabbit thing better. No, no, I think that's the thing. I think it, it is really is like the Easter, uh, the, the feathers, the eggs, the, witches. the weird witches. And the whipping. And the whipping. But that's only in the sauna. All right. Diego, any Easter questions? Well, do we know, do we know why Porsk is called Porsk? Where does the name come from? I don't know, but I will Google it very fast. Okay, so the, the word posk, like the, the word pesa in Hebrew and the like Latin pasha, and it comes like from a Jewish tradition then. Yes, that makes sense now. That's interesting. I did not know that it came from there. I love to learn new things. Thank you so much, Agnes, for answering our questions about Easter. And I hope all you guys have a good Easter and lots of chocolate and that hopefully we get some sunshine. Glad Polsk. Glad Polsk. Glad Polsk. <laughs>